may not. I want you to listen to this song. And as you listen to it, the words will be on the screen. And hopefully it'll prepare your heart to hear his word. Go ahead. Praise God. Glory to God. I tell you what, that, mm, yeah. Take your Bibles and turn to Revelation chapter 21. Ha. Woo. 
there's a city. And I know, hey, hey, look, uh, look, okay, don't hate because it's country music. <laughs> it's all right, praise God, the word spoke, and I'm telling you, whoo. So, Father, Father, we lift you up. Lord God, speak your word, and let me, Lord God, be humbled as we all are humbled in your presence. For it's in Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. In Revelation chapter 21, starting in verse 10, this, I want you to understand what we were singing about. I want, to, I want you to understand what they were singing about. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. Having the glory of God, her brilliance was like a very costly stone, a stone of crystal clear jasper. It had a great and high wall with 12 gates, and at the 12 gates, tw at the gates, 12 angels, and names were written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the son of Israel, sons of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. Verse 14 reads, And the wall of the city had twelve foundation stones. On them were the twelve names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Let's stop right there for a minute. There's a city. <laughs> Y'all, I'm telling you, this, this song was booming in the Mustang all the way up and down the interstate all week long. I couldn't. I tried to listen to something else, and I couldn't. I've been there before. You've been there before. And all I'm reminded of is that this, this city, this, this beautiful city that is coming, God is bringing it down to us. It's going to be an eternal resting place, an eternal home. I'm going to enjoy the presence of God and see him face to face. I'm going to look, and I'm going to see Jesus. I'm going to look, and I'm going to see God. Y'all, there's no better Mother's Day gift. There's no better Father's Day gift. There's nothing going to be anything wrapped like it at Christmas. The Easter Bunny won't be able to bring it and hide it and fill the basket full. There's going to be nothing like when this city comes down from heaven. You know, we got loved ones that have gone home. I think about my mom. She's gone home to be with the Lord. She's gone home, and, and she's in the presence of God. She's up there, and she's in heaven. But New Jerusalem hadn't happened yet. You see, she's going to be in New Jerusalem with me. She's going to be, I'm going to be praising God in New Jerusalem with my mom. I want you to get a picture of this. I want you to understand why I'm so excited and why I'm preaching this message today, why God is giving you this message today. Because we have a hope. We have a hope that we can't explain, but we can just tell people about. See, I was singing this song all week, and people, what are you humming? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you what's coming, y'all. They're saying, what are you humming? Y'all, I got a homecoming. 
What do you mean a homecoming? At your church? No. Better than that. What does he mean? There's a city. And I'm going to behold her beauty. Pure as gold and precious jewels. I'm going to see a city that you can see also. If you are right with God. If you have accepted the free gift of grace. And all I can think about all week long was this city is going to be brought down. This new Jerusalem. And people always get wrapped up in the measurement. Well, it's only 1,500 miles, so only so many can get in there. Right, only ones that are saved. There's going to be plenty of room for all of us that are saved. Y'all imagining going to this new city, and you're still going to get, get to keep your 40 acres or your 80 acres and your barns and all. You ain't going to need all that. This city is going to be, hey, it's going to be pure. See, this city is not made for you to bring all your junk into it. That's why you don't need that much. This city ain't going to be made for you to bring your attitude. This city ain't going to be made for you to bring your hurt feelings. This city ain't going to be made for you to bring your sickness and all this other stuff. What this city is made for is for the glorified body of Christ, which I'm a part of. Woo! I don't see how I, I don't get it. This may sound selfish. But I can't do nothing but think about heaven and think about this new Jerusalem and I get a case of, a case of the happies and a case of the joyfuls, the case of everything because of this new city that's going to be given. Hey, and it's only for me. It's only for you if you're saved. What's this got to do with Mother's Day? There's some of you sitting out here that don't know. And you're here today because your mom invited you, because somebody invited you here. And guess what? You already know your mom is great. I don't need to preach to you about how great your mom is, do I? You need to hear about what's been promised to me. You need to hear about what's been promised to you. You need to hear about what's coming. And this city is coming. It's coming. And y'all, look, 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 at, look at what it says. Verse 11, having the glory of God, having the glory of God. Y'all, we had not seen glory yet. We haven't touched glory yet. We experienced it in salvation, yes, in the Holy Spirit of God, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. But when this comes, whew, you, you ever walk into the sanctuary of the church and you feel peace? Don't you? You walk in, and especially here, I can walk in and I can just feel the peace of God. Not that he wasn't with me outside on the road, not that he wasn't with me at work, but I walk in and I feel the peace of God, right? Who in the love? Who said that? Amen. The love of God. But when New Jerusalem comes down, when this new city comes down, we're going to see the glory of God. And y'all, <laughs> ain't no sanctuary. Ain't no amusement park. Ain't nothing going to be able to compare to it. And I hope I'm trying to get you prepared because you, right now we, we have a hard time getting excited about it because we, we got these human eyes and with this fleshly time, this fleshly life that we're living. But let me tell you, at this stage, when this starts to happen, we're going to have these glorified bodies. Oh, wow. Beautiful, glorified bodies. 
that will be able to stand in the presence of God and gaze upon his face. And, and just think about this wonderful thing. It's so exciting to know that Jesus Christ is going to be there. Because we know it's not heaven unless Jesus Christ is there anyway, right? Heaven ain't got nothing to do with the mansion that you want. Heaven ain't got nothing to do with it. Even though he's going to prepare a place. That place that he's going to prepare, we're going to explain it a little bit more, is greater than anything that you, you can't compare it. Look at verse 22 in chapter 21. Look at verse 22. I saw no temple in it. There won't be no church house. You ain't got to worry about who's going to clean the church. You ain't got to worry about trying to find your special pew that you always sit in. You ain't got to find your favorite parking space. There will be no temple at all. Why? For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple. Oh, man. Am I the only one that really, I know I'm not the only one. Y'all get it, don't you? The daily mundane things that we live and we seek after every single, it won't be anymore when we get to the city. We're not going to have to worry about trying to find a walkable city with more bars and restaurants in it. An easy way, and Uber drivers and taxi drivers and all this other stuff. We won't have to worry about that, y'all. I'm just excited about Jesus. Now look at this. Look at verse 23. And the city has no need of the sun. That means there's no need for sunscreen. That means, yeah, amen, he is a, hey, I don't like sunscreen anyway. That stuff is greasy and it makes you hotter. I'd just as soon deal with the sun. But he won't have to deal with any of that. Won't need, ooh, wow, won't be any need of the moon to shine on it for the glory of God has illuminated it. And the lamp is the lamb. Woo! Amen. The lamp is the lamb. Guess what, y'all? He's the light right now, isn't he? He's the he's he's light that we should walk by right now. We're just going to see the source of the light when we get there. Thy word is a what? And a what? To my path. And there he is. And the, light, and the lamp is the lamb. The nations will walk by its light. Understand what they're going to walk by. The nations are not going to walk shining a light. They're going to walk by the rule and the reign of Jesus Christ. There won't be any politicized things. There won't be any kind of undercover or secret things. There won't be, hey, there won't be any dirty politics in heaven. That's all going to stop. There won't be any bribery. There won't be any favoritism. There won't be anyone. You won't have to cast a vote. All you got to do is walk by the light of the Lamb. And I suggest you start practicing that right now. These short 70 years is your dress rehearsal for eternity. And some of us are behind the power curve, aren't we? Some of us young folks like these stewards here, they're little babies, you know, compared to me. They're they, they getting ahead of the power curve, you know? I look at Ken Pekoski, you're getting ahead of the power curve. You see, you didn't wait as long as I did. You're starting to live for Christ now. You're starting not to be worried about the mundane things of this life right now. Because guess what? It's not about right now, is it? It's about what's to come. What is to come? Jesus Christ. 
and he's coming back for his bride. And then when he comes back for his bride, he takes us up out of here. And then he comes back for a thousand years and we reign with him. We rule with him. We're, we're, we're in authority with him. And then he deals with Satan one last time, doesn't he? Yay, man. I like having the children in here. They said, amen. They're over here. I know this Gary over there helping me preach. He deals with him one last time. And then what happens? Once Satan is done with, once death and hell, Hades is all cast into the lake of fire, God said, now I'm about to give you something. Oh, can, you see, can you see this? I'm about to give you something that sin ain't never touched. See, right now, you see heaven, you know, Satan has been going back and forth, hasn't he? He's been, he's been able to try. So guess what? Even heaven in its great state right now ain't nothing like what we're going to get when that 1,500 by 1,500 square mile city comes down. And when it does, all you're going to go is, wow, there's my spot right there. And every, every, every window in every house is going to have a perfect view of Jesus Christ. Woo! Man, and he's going to come. And, but yeah, I'm re amen, I'm ready too. And look what happens. Look at verse 27. And nothing unclean and no one who practices abomination and lying shall ever come into it. But only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. That's it. Real simple. If you filthy and dirty and nasty right now, you better let Jesus clean you up because you ain't getting into the new square. You ain't getting into the new city. Your name is not written in the Lamb's book of life. Nothing unclean. No one who practices, practices. They understand this, practices. If you are living a life of gossip, you're practicing it, and you're not getting into the kingdom. Practices abomination and lying shall ever come into it, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Jamie Newton, look at him. Raise your hand, Jamie. Yeah, look at there. Woo! That's the hand of a saved man going up right there. Guess what's going to happen to him? He's going to be in heaven with us. Ain't nothing like, I wish Macy was here. I'd love to throw her hand. Throw your hand up for Macy right now. There you go. That's another one that's coming in. We're going to be baptizing her next week. You going in too. Praise God. Those are the folks, folks that are getting in. But if you're getting wrapped up into everything else that's going on in this world, every, all the dirt and the filth, you're not going there. Well, Brother David, all of us sin. Yes, you do. I sin. We all sin, but we don't practice it. Let me tell you something. I don't, I don't have this favorite sin that I want so bad more than I want this city to come. Ain't no car pretty enough. Ain't no woman pretty enough. Ain't no job pretty enough. Ain't enough money in the world to trade in for what I've got coming right now. Now, now I'm going to tell you right now. Look at this in verse chapter 22 and verse 1. Then he showed me a river of the water of life, clear as crystal, coming from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Take your Bibles and turn back to John chapter 4. 
Take your Bibles and turn to John chapter 4. <laughs> John chapter 4, verse 9. <coughs> Therefore, the Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask me for a drink, since I am a Samaritan woman? For the Jews had no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it, who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. See, the source of the living water is never going to stop. You hear that? Go back to Revelation chapter 22 and verse 1. Then he showed me a river of the water of life. That's the same water that Jesus offered to the woman at the well. The same water. And it's coming from what? The same source. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who is on his throne. Look at this. Look at this. The clear, the water, the river of life, clear as crystal, coming from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Of the Lamb. Of the Lamb. Of is your key word here. Meaning what? It's him. It's part of him that's flowing out. And it's flowing to you. And understand, this is the sustaining salvation that's why he calls it a river of life that's why he says he has the, the living water because it sustains life and it continuously flows from God it never stops and in the new Jerusalem if you ever wonder how God's going to keep you from wandering around and getting into the wrong things and all this stuff it's because this river is going to continuously flow from the Lamb of God just as it is right now The Spirit of God has no shortage right now. There's no shortage of this Holy Spirit of God. There's plenty to go around. The Spirit of God is going to continue and continue and continue while you're in existence right here, isn't it? But when you get to this city and you get your glorified body and you're made holy, guess where the source comes from now? The river that's flowing from the Lamb. The river that's flowing from the Lamb. There will never cease to be a, there will always be enough holiness to sustain you for the rest of the days, period. I'm not saying the rest of the days of your life, because guess what? When we get there, there's not going to be an end to life. It will be continuous, on and on. Not this, not this wretched stuff that's going on right now. See, that's one reason I can take so much joy in, in, in even everything that's going on right now because this is going to stop. Heaven ain't. Hey, you hear me? This is going to stop. The pain, the suffering, the heartache, the, the anger, the frustrations, the disappointments, the temptations, all of those things will stop. But the glory of God will be forever. Amen. Woo! Oh, my goodness. And look at verse 2. In the middle of its street, on either side of the river, was the tree of life, bearing 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for healing of the nations. This tree, this tree of life that he's going to have right in the middle, and it's producing this fruit, 
I know some of y'all like, what? There ain't going to be no bacon up there. You ain't going to need no bacon. You don't need no bacon, no steak, no Big Mac. You don't need none of that. This tree is going to bear fruit, life-sustaining, eternal life that's going to continue on. The last thing you're going to think about is eating when you're in heaven. Because guess who's going to be there? Jesus. And when he's there, and I can't even compare it to anyone else walking in this building and you getting their attention. I mean, they're getting your attention. There's no one. You know what? The president can walk in. He, hey, the governor can walk in. The head coach can walk in. Anyone can walk in. Some famous movie star could walk in. Captain America could walk in. <laughs> Have a seat, Cap. Jesus is talking. Have a seat. Yeah, good. Nice movie. Good. Look at Jesus. There we go. Don't, hey, there's nothing that that's going to take. And so God is going to provide this, he, this type. He's going to have your undivided attention. He's going to have everything, everything lined up. And then he's going to provide what you need, just like he did the manna in the desert. But this is going to be so much better. Because this is going to sustain you. The river is going to be flowing. It's going to continue to flow. It's going to continue to provide. The fruit is going to continue to yield all year long. Every month, it's going to yield its fruit, sustaining eternal life. And then verse 3, the curse will no longer, there will no longer be any curse, and the throne of God and the Lamb will be in it, and his bondservants will serve him. Just like you're not bound by the curse of the law right now, you're going to be totally free from the effects of the curse. You know, right now, we talked about this a few weeks ago. The ground still is feeling the effects of the curse. That's why everything's got to be made new. It can, we can't continue on on this earth. We can't continue on in the current heaven. Why? Because the effects of the curse are still there. But as it gets fulfilled, as it gets, as life is brought in the holiness of God, the glory of God, and the sun and the moon are no longer needed, and all that's needed is God. All that's needed is God. All that's needed is God. The curse will be no more. It won't be any other need. I forgot about those. Thank you. It won't be any other need for anything else other than God. And he's going to, he's going <laughs> to, he's going to say, you can rest from your labors now. Thank you for your labors, but you can rest from them now. Not as you had rest on the earth, but now you can have real, true, bona fide rest from all of your labors. You don't even have to grow the fruit that you eat. You don't have to fertilize the tree. You don't have to do anything but just be in my presence. That's all you got to do. And y'all, guess what? We're not that far off today. Everybody's like, yeah, you're right. You're right, Brother David. We won't have to do that. Even right now, we won't be that. If you just get content to be in his presence. Get content to receive 
the new Jerusalem that's coming. Be content to do those things. But you know what? You got to let go of a lot of the things. You got to let them go. Because guess what? Nothing unclean, no one who practices abomination and lying shall ever come into it, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. That's it. That's all that's going to be there. But what does it take? What does it take? Belief in Jesus. Because he's going to be there. And you ain't going to be able to get in there saying, oh, I thought that was you, Jesus, that was taking care of me. No, you better know right now. You better know right now. Oh, I know there was something out there that was giving me favor. You better know it's Jesus right now. You better know it. Volcanoes are erupting. Planes are crashing. Boats are sinking. Wars are starting. Deception is rampant. You better know right now. Because these are all signs. The signs have started. I can't tell you when. I'm not going to be one of those folks that tries to tell you when. I'm not going to be one of those folks that's going to spend a lot of time trying to figure out when. It ain't my business when. My business is to get you ready. That's it. Get you ready for his return. So that you can be in the 1500 by 1500 square mile New Jerusalem. Where there won't be any more curse. Every day, everyone is trying to make it through life. And now all I can think about is there's a city. Behold her beauty. And all I can think about is, you know what? I, that, that'll work itself out. That will take care of itself. God is going to deal with that. My strivings, my working, everything that I do, it has one purpose now. One purpose alone. To preach to Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Lamb that sits on the throne, that he's the eternal giver of life. He will never stop. Once he starts, he never stops. He's even proving it in the new Jerusalem by providing a river flowing from him, feeding the trees of life, the tree of life that provides its leaves for healing of the nations, yielding its fruit every month so that you don't have to worry about it. Man, we miss this stuff, don't we? We don't even think about how, it's, how glorious it's going to be, how beautiful it's going to be, how magnificent it's going to be, but how we should only strive to seek after it. That's it. Strive to seek after what God has given you. All your other strivings are, are in vain. And they're going to come to nothing. The earth and all of its elements will burn up. Because verse 4 says this. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. Personal identity with God. The brand of approval of God. 
my property. And all he's got, but who is he proving it to? The other folks that are going to have it stamped on their foreheads too. You're going to have that approval. Like a, yeah, like a sunburn. <laughs> like a brand, amen. You're going to have it. And you'll have it and you, you will belong. And, and look at verse 5. And there will no longer be any night. And they will not have need of the light of the lamp. For the light of the sun, or nor the light of the sun. Because the Lord God will illumine them and they will reign forever. No night. What do you mean? It's not going to get dark? No. I ain't going to need a nap? No. I know all y'all looking forward to your nap here in a little bit. I'm looking forward to mine. But it won't be any need for any of that anymore because the presence of God will be life-sustaining and life-fulfilling. And y'all, I'm here to tell you today, his presence is life-sustaining and life-fulfilling right now. Every single care, every single concern or worry that you have, why do you think he tells you to cast it on him? Life-sustaining. He's life-sustaining right now. He's just going to do it in a glorified body down the road. So, as we finish, in verse 17 of chapter 22, the spirit and the bride say, come. The Holy Spirit is calling those of you that are lost. The bride, which is me and Brad and Amy and Brother Charles and Miss Liz and Miss Judy and Ken and Kim and Trey and B, all of us, we're the bride. We're saying, come. Come now to Jesus. They're calling now. There's a city that you can be part of, but you got to come. You can't, you can't be just, you can't just be like you are and expect to be there. So the Spirit of God, it was the Spirit of God that was working on Jamie Newton in the hospital. I'm going to tell you real quick what happened to him. And he's going to come up in a little bit. But I'm going to tell you what happened to him. He, call, he gets in touch with Cindy, and Cindy gets in touch with me. And then we, I get out there to the hospital, and the Spirit of God had already shown up, was already there. It was just like that. It wasn't no 30 minutes of hemming and hawing. Wasn't no hour long of him telling me to list his problems and all that other stuff. You want to know what he did? He said, if I were to die, I ain't going to heaven. Hello. You know what that's like? Hey, hey, y'all in the sound booth, turn off the light. Turn them off. Turn them all off. If I were to die, here's Jamie when he made his statement. If I were to die, I wouldn't go to heaven. But let me tell you what you need to do, Jamie. You need Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You're going to pray the prayer. He prayed his prayer, and guess what? Turn the lights on. That's what happened. That's what happened. And that's how fast it happened, wasn't it, Jamie? It was quick. It, I mean, it was, it, hey, 
He had a shot that took him longer to take than it did for him to get uh, saved. God just went in, boom, okay, there you go. I was just there as a nice participant and a watcher. That's all I could do. I did nothing but watch and then start acting crazy after it happened. I was so excited. And I don't know how many times, I hugged you about eight, nine, ten, twelve times. At least. I walked out. I, I, wow, didn't even need the elevator to get out. I took it. I took it. But I didn't want to because I was just floating. I was like, man, did you see that? You know, you, know, you say crazy things. Man, God, did you see that happen? He's like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> you know? And, 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 and then, you know, he's, he's, he's given him scripture to read and, and understand and, and gave John, the John, Galatians chapter 5, and you read John chapter 3, John chapter 1. We were reading all, I mean, I gave him the scriptures to read. And then he, he's texting, hey, what scripture did you say? Hey, that's the sign of a saved person. What scripture did you say? Turn the TV off. It was beautiful. And it was just like that. It was just like that. And he laid in a hut. He said, he, he said this got me right here. And then, yeah, I'm going to share this with TJ. I know you got to tell something, but you quiet. Let me tell it. In his prayer, listen to what he said in his prayer. He said, Lord, I'm ready to serve you. Woo! Boy, wow, woo! I mean, wow! Lord, I'm ready to serve you. Not, Lord, get me out of this hospital bed. Not, Lord, please, I hope I don't have a big hospital bill. Not, Lord, I'm hungry, but, Lord, I'm ready to serve you. Well, that put any question to rest, doesn't it, about whether or not Jesus did it. It wasn't even, I, I ain't telling him nothing new. Whew. So the spirit called him. The bride called him. We're the bride. Listen to this. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty there's that living water. Let the one who wishes to take the water of life without cost. Listen. I'm not trying to ask you to join the Baptist Association. I'm not trying to ask you to join a special club. You know, hey, look at Brad's jacket. It's beautiful. He can pull it off. But you don't have to wear that to become the Baptist, to become saved, do you? Look, look at my, you don't have to do this. You just got to come. You look at my, look at my jacket. You ain't got, hey, Jamie showed up. Guess what? He's dressed the same as he was when he was here before. <laughs> it's the inside. It's the inside. It ain't changed. It ain't changed. just got to come. Cast all your cares. That means everything that you're worried about keeping and maintaining, get rid of it and replace it. Let Jesus replace it with him. Anyone can do that. And you can be like Jamie who said, man, I thought I had it, but 
I realized I didn't. You can be like Wayne Tate, 10 years in a pew. I thought I had it, but I realized. You can be that person. It's okay. Nobody here going to judge you. Everybody here is going to celebrate with you. Well, I don't know anyone here. Big, fat, hairy deal. Who cares? Come on down. Because you can be part of the New Jerusalem. It's 1,500 square miles by 1,500 square miles. We need a good saying, like, you know, be a square. (laughs) (laughs) That's the kind of square, amen. Something. Alicia remembers eat the wrong biscuit. That's the longest she's chuckling. Y'all, it's an inside joke. So, as we get an invitation together, I want you to think about this new Jerusalem. Those of you that do know Jesus, I want you to think about this new Jerusalem. I want you to think about it. I want you to think about this, this purest gold and the presence of God is there. And he's lighting it and he's doing all of these things. And guess what? He's doing the same thing inside of all of us who have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit right now. His light is in us. He's dwelling within us. And his presence is being made known to a lost world through a group of saved people. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is waiting for you to put your faith and trust and belief in him. The Holy Spirit of God at this moment is saying, come. And I, as the pastor, am saying, come. As the bride, I'm saying, come.